Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name's Dan. We're continuing with Foundation today. A little, like, two-part episode. Mm-hmm. Both on Foundation. Both parts. We are going to first start with discussing the TV show that just came out. First two episodes of Foundation on Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched it, skip skip ahead. We'll put a we'll put a skip be, in the notes. Yeah, check the check the show notes to when you should skip if you haven't seen it. But I would recommend watching it. So we're gonna be talking about that, and then we're gonna be talking about the last two parts of the book mm-hmm. Foundation. First, so Luke, you you said you liked it. You said you enjoyed it. I did. I, I did. Yeah. actually didn't love it that much. You didn't? Okay. No. No. So tell me, what, what did you like about it? Let's hear the good first, and then I'll say why I didn't necessarily love it. Um, okay. Let me think. I think that... So I literally just finished watching the second episode like 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So I haven't like fully digested my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I... I liked the first episode more than the second. I definitely agree with you there. Yes. So I think that part of this is my... I, I watched the first episode and really enjoyed it, actually. Mm-hmm. And the second episode, I'm a, little, I'm a little more skeptical of. And I'm a little bit worried about where we're going. But I... I was I was very into it in the in the first episode. Let's I'll start there. Okay. Well, tell me why you didn't like it. So I didn't like it. It felt to me. I think I was hoping it would be something that was just like kind of new, kind of different from a lot of sci-fi, and it felt kind of generic to me. Like it felt like the fact that they focused on the emperor as this like evil dictator was very like generic sci-fi kind of stuff. I thought the like effects were very cool, costumes very cool. We're we're doing good stuff there. Plot-wise and like the characters they chose to focus on, didn't love it. I didn't love it that much. Okay. That was my issue. Okay. Is it just felt a little bit generic to me. Okay. I think that as as we as we talk here, my again, I literally just finished the second episode, so my I might be like going through through opinions as we discuss this i i think there's a big delineation between episode one and episode two Mm, okay because episode two i think does the issues that you mentioned that might be the case yeah that i don't quite like as much Mm -hmm. where it's like focusing on a lot more of the like interpersonal relationships which is fine but not really what i was looking for right but like when you read foundation the characters are interesting, but there's not a ton of like, here's the interesting like dialogue between these two characters. You know what I mean? Like the books are very different from the show, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Very different from the show. Um, I I want to talk about the good. Well, l- let me let me say some good things. Yeah, let's talk. I I did enjoy a good amount of it. I just like overall, I'm not as pleased. As I was okay. hoping I'd be. So yeah, let's talk about the good stuff, the stuff we liked. Yeah, Ep- episode one, I really liked a lot of the like changes and details that they filled in. So, they gave a lot of backstory for Gale, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was well. They changed that character significantly as well. Right. 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 Um, and I think in a great way. I'll say I I thought that story was much more interesting for sure. Yes, because the the book of this like time period that the two episodes so far have talked about was very short and not detailed at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So we got a lot of a lot of things that largely didn't change the like overall story. Um, so, like, the Gale's character is changed a lot. There was some interesting details about the, like, trial that were tweaked a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Emperor situation, also very different, which I was kind of into in the first episode. I'm, a, I'm a, again, a little skeptical in the second episode. Yeah, yeah. The, the visual is very cool. 
Right, the like space elevator thing, very cool, and yes. how it like wraps around the planet. It's just like a terrible. Yeah, very cool, very into that. Looks great. Good job, visual team. T- t- talk to me about, and this is something that I'm not sure if I like or dislike, and I'm kind of leaning towards not liking the change. Mm. The like terrorist attack. I didn't. I didn't love that. And here's why. Okay. So I. I feel like I understand why the show is going in this way, but I don't think it works for me super well. So, and, and I'll release this back to the book, right? In the book, the reason why I love this crisis that's happening and this like idea for the downfall of a civilization is not that there's necessarily like specific, like people or events that are causing it. It's kind of more of a force of nature. That's slow, like erosion, Mm -hmm. right? Or, climate change like i think the angle they went here was with like a terrorist attack as being the like the instigating thing but like in our world we have a much more real crisis that we're not dealing with that is slow and will progress over time to be just like terrible if we don't address it and that's climate change and it's not like a sexy thing that they can have a cool big explosion but it is like it will potentially lead to the downfall of certain governments if we don't deal with right it. And, like, I appreciate how in the book, and I think, like, I'm not super into the the focus on the emperor either. Because in the book, there's, like, the emperor is not present at all. Mm -hmm. In the book, it's, like, the trial, they're just, like, people trying to figure out how to deal with Selden. They're not, like, a guy who has a vendetta against Selden because he's talking bad about the emperor. And there's the moment in the book where they're like quiet after selden has given his prediction they're like oh shit what do we do what do we do like help us and you can feel this sense that they're like just people who want like their world to be okay right it's a little bit more like the motivations are a little bit more like not gray but like realistic and feels like an actual thing the the other thing about the trial is that the show made it public which seemed like a strange choice to me Mm -hmm. like for the motivations set forth by the empire to like bake so i don't i didn't quite get that i think i lean with you as well about not really liking the change to making it like to making this big attack Mostly for the same reasons. The the most interesting part of like Selden's predictions is that like no one no one sees it at all. It's like the empire does not seem to be losing strength in any way. Not like even less obvious than the ones you've outlined for our society. Like there's no climate change. There's no things that people are warning about. It's literally just Selden. Like pointing these things out and then later in the next part when we've fast forwarded like 30 years and Hardin is kind of giving us more of an outline on like how the science has has fallen apart that i really liked and the the terrorist attack thing kind of i get why they did it because it's a show but i i do think it loses a little bit of something on that right and and I and I think this is kind of where it becomes a little generic and it reminds me a lot of a lot of other like kind of dystopian science fiction stuff out there. Like they're using a lot of the same kind of ideas that are already out there. Like I was getting so much uh who is that guy? President Snow from like the Hunger Games, where it's just like a guy that wants hmm. power and is like kind of a dick. And he's the one, he's the reason everything's kind of going bad. And like, I, it just, it was hitting a lot of these like typical sci-fi tropes. I will say something that I appreciated about this, that I liked, that I think they did well in this show is when they're on the ship in episode two and they're like, Hey, you know, we're not all going to make it right. Like, I think that is a very interesting angle to take this because Selden is doing like calculation and, and this kind of thing. And like in the math, people are for sure going to die. 
and he's just mm-hmm. accounted for that. And I think that's a great angle to take. I think that's a cool, interesting angle to take of like, maybe I'm one of the numbers that doesn't make it. Maybe I'm one of the ones that's going to die in the plan. Right. It would create some very, probably very interesting like tension among the crew. Exactly. Yeah, it would be very cool, I think. Um, so I appreciated that aspect of it. I, I think there might be a lot of, there seems to be a lot of focus on like a romantic angle that seemed a little bit quick for me to be important. And it also, right. like it felt, again, back to like, it felt like kind of generic. It felt kind of just like, this is a show, so there has to be a love interest happening. Yeah, I I agree with you on this because I'm not against like romance or like focus on interpersonal relationships in shows. If you if you follow us on Twitter, you know my show and movie preferences. <laughs> and they're the opposite of this. But to me like foundation the story is not about interpersonal relationships like at all Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the fun of it because you don't well not the fun of it but like you don't have to focus on that and it's much more about like large-scale populations right which is very cool yeah and so yeah and so again i i get that they are like aiming for an audience because it's a show that needs to be super popular and you kind of have to have that so i i get it but it's like ah it's not really the part that i wanted right and i okay and and like so i'm gonna i'm gonna say something here and i recognize that this is not how modern tv works but like if i were gonna make this show the way that i would think about it as like a producer is like each episode is an hour long and it's distinct. Like, none of the cast is the same episode to episode. Just like how the book is, right? And and here's the thing, okay? You can still have... You can dive into some of these deeper interpersonal things because the chapters are pretty short in Foundation. But the, like, move from episode to episode gives you so much cool opportunity to see how, like foundation is progressing which is why the book i think works so well and like you can do so much with like set design and cool sci-fi stuff like going forward a bunch in time that i don't think is done very much at all in modern like tv and movies like Mm -hmm. we don't see in that stuff how the tech evolves like 50 100 years in the future and like your character in this case and what keeps an audience engaged is the foundation itself, right? It's the same thing with the book. Like that core concept of the book that we're following this like group of people and this organization and not like a specific character is I think what really makes it stand out from a lot of other books. And like it would make the show stand out a ton if we were following this organization and not like a specific character. Right. And like, right. I don't know how you, I mean, okay. I will say this. There are so many actors out there, y'all. Like you could for (laughs) sure find a new cast for every episode and it would be like no issue at all. Right. I, when you first said that, I was like, that's unrealistic, but I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know anything about like the inner workings (laughs) and economics of like making these, but I agree with you. I I would have liked it a lot more. Or not even necessarily every episode. But like, we'll, we'll see. We've only done for... It doesn't seem like they're going to... It seems like we're going to be with this group for like at least a season. Right. But I agree with you. Because it's a very unique story. And it... And it I, th- I know a lot of people think that it doesn't lend itself well to shows. But I think this is the reason why. It's because, like, it doesn't lend itself well to, like, traditional TV shows. But it lends itself, I think, very well to the screen if you're doing it kind of in a unique way. I think if the if the producers are willing to take a freaking risk for once in their <laughs> damn lives and be like, hey, you know what? We're going to do it more closely to how the book does it. We're going to follow the foundation and not 
this like star actor actress that we've cast to do a whole season right well i also do think that you could you could keep the spirit of the books Mm -hmm. and still do a lot of tweaks which is what i i actually thought that they were going to do that after the first episode Mm. because after the first episode they gave the hints that they're jumping forward to um harden yeah yeah and i was like nice they're gonna do it yeah but it, I, maybe they still will. Right. So we were, right, right. So maybe they're releasing them based on the parts of the book, right? Maybe we'll get in the next episode, it will be, you know, the first city and Terminus and we'll see the hardened stuff. Maybe. I don't think that's what they're doing. And the setup we've got makes me feel like they're very into the Emperor's deal and that. Yes. And they're very into this lady, Gail, and, and her deal. Right. But yes, I if they if they do if they do the move, the jump, I'm going to be into it. But but to my point about like you can do some tweaks. I think that there are things that they have done that I like. Like they didn't try to keep the same tech and like nucleics thing. <laughs> right. I like that. I like that they updated it for like our modern understanding i agree sci-fi i agree yeah i thought that was smart i thought i again i I was pretty critical when i was watching it because already it was very different from the show and i was like god this is uh i don't know or from the book and i was just like "Mm, come on guys uh and so i'll say they could have been a little bit crazier with the tech they could have like totally changed things up because the book was written so long ago that like you don't have to follow our modern sensibilities but that said, I did appreciate how they talked about the robots, how there weren't robots really anywhere. And they were like, oh, yeah, we had a big war. And so we're mm-hmm. not doing robots. And there's still a robot there. Like like you said, there's interesting details they put in there. It's just it feels like the soul, like the heart and soul of the show isn't quite right for me. Yeah, I agree with you now. This is this is funny because so I, I watched the uh, episode one last night and I like I like got. My, my got all situated, got my bowl of popcorn, uh-huh. uh, clo- closed the blinds so it was all dark. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, nice, this is going to be, like, I'm rooting for this. <laughs> and so, and the first episode was good, yeah. I think. Yeah. But now that we're talking about it more, after I have, like, lived with the actual contents of it, I do agree that that it's not what we were quite looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I was I'm rooting for it still I think I was rooting for it a little bit too much to be and now I'm 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 accepting the criticism I I also am still rooting for it like I want this to be a great show and we'll see what they do in episode three I'm for sure gonna watch one more probably two more episodes of this thing but if it doesn't it's gotta work it's gotta do some work to get me drawn back in because I'm I'm a little bit taken out of it at this point. Right. Episode two. Specifically, last thing I want to say, the ending to episode two, I hated. I thought it was exactly what's <laughs> wrong with like a lot of TV of just like yeah. they don't explain shit and it's totally like it's totally out of the blue. And if, there's probably a good explanation, but you're not gonna hear it for another episode or two. And like, God, it just seemed like such bullshit. Like oh, 100% agree. Why did they do this? He stabbed him. Oh, it's like, oh, guys, this is such TV bullshit. I'm over it. <laughs> I I do agree with you there as well. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, they're, they're going to have to do some redeeming here in the next couple episodes. And if they don't do that, I'm out. But okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it for, for the moment. Okay. I'm, I'm with you there. Let do you are we ready to talk about the book? I'm ready to talk about the book. Okay. Okay. That's our show discussion. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll we maybe we'll talk about it again in the future. We'll see. But from now on, we're talking book. Welcome back, people that have skipped. Mm-hmm. We have finished Foundation, which was just the last two parts. And it's it's well, okay, first, give me your give me your quick thoughts. Since since last episode, you 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 
gave us your thoughts at the beginning and your review at the beginning. Do, do it again for this one. Tell, tell me what you think. Uh, I liked parts two, one, two, and three a good amount more than four or five. Four or five. Okay. So especially five, it felt kind of repetitive at the end yes. as, as number one. It felt kind of like, Isaac, you know, you already did the cool court scene and you did it. I think you did it twice, actually. Kind of. So... <laughs> Maybe a, th- a third? T- we're doing it a third time for this guy? <laughs> Isaac, I don't know, guy. Like, can we... Yes. Is there some new thing we can do? Because, yeah, the ending of part five, I mean, I get you want some, like, circular, you know, some callbacks to earlier stuff. That you're, but the ending to part five was just that very similar to the ending of part one. Like, the scene was the same. Yes. Or I thought it was very very similar to part one and I think very similar to part three. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where mm. it's like, my, one of my big notes is, since we're since we're just jumping in, yeah, yeah, into yeah. it, at the very end with, with Mallow when he like wins the trial and everyone's really hyped. Everyone puts him on their shoulders <laughs> so, and they're like, yeah. It's a little bit much. It's kind of like a, and then everyone on the cl- and then everyone on the train clapped kind of thing. It's exactly like that. Yeah, especially for the evidence that he produced, it was like, I don't know, like that's not a hundred percent the end of this. If if I'm right. just an audience member, I'm not suddenly like, oh yeah, he's so right. Yeah, like there's still other questions I have about the situation. <laughs> right so uh, i i have some uh, a note or two about the really good parts of this but mm-hmm. i i do think it was it was fairly repetitive yeah yeah a little bit weaker in the second half for sure yes yes um okay i i'm gonna do my my part that i really liked Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's, that let's I go that there. I wish was expanded on, and probably I I forget the future books. I think I've read some of them, but I forget if it goes more into this. But I want them to. Uh huh. Um, which is when Mallow's or when Mallow goes into like the empire that's still there. Mm-hmm. That was fascinating. Yes. To me, and like really a fun part to read to like learn more about like the empire's still there you guys right right. they had kind of written it off as soon as they got to terminus yeah so going through this is this is something that i wish the show would do which i i know it's unrealistic but like going through the time jumps of like while terminus is going through its thing like the empire and a lot of the worlds are actually going backwards mm-hmm. and like there's just so much like communication breakdown so many different like world politics i don't know it's very cool to think about that in the context of how this story works right like imagining being on trantor in oh for the same time period that terminus is doing its thing like that story is fascinating as well like that whole saga of what happens if I'm a citizen on Trantor for a hundred or 200 years after Selden leaves. That's uh, to me just as interesting as what's happening on Terminus for the opposite reason, right? Like there's still crises that are happening, but there, and there's still a person that's being like, here's how we're going to deal with these crises. It's the emperor, but like you're declining constantly. Like you're not, you're going in the opposite direction as Terminus. Right, yeah, and it's it's interesting to th- like since part one, mm-hmm. we've been on terminus, and it's been like yeah, the empire's done, but in the in this section, we're we're learning like the empire is still there and still way more powerful, yes, and like terminus is still just trying to avoid detection by the empire or like the attention of it because the empire can just like send a ship and destroy them, yes. So it it also just really shows the the scale of the time frame of the like descent that we're doing where it's been like 200 years or or whatever 
and there's a clear descent, but it's not huge. Right, right. Like these these declines that are happening are not sudden, right? They're not within one generation. And yeah, just because we're not hearing about the empire anymore because they don't really have influence out here doesn't mean that they've disappeared completely. I also love that because I was with you. I had totally forgotten about the empire and was like, oh yeah, they're done. They're just kind of like uh, completely inept at this point and everybody else is just kind of doing their thing. But but they still definitely exist and like still are probably on a similar technological scale as Terminus because they have just so many more resources, right? Like obviously Terminus had to develop in a different direction, mm-hmm. but the Empire still has like, they still have nuclear technology. It's just on a different level. Like it's just different. Um, right. So yeah, very, and they still have like technicians, right? So Terminus did a religion for their technicians and the the empire did something kind of similar, but it's just like these, it's a trade and you're just like a mechanic, right? You're like a car mechanic for a nuclear reactor and it's a guild and it's like specific who can get in the guild and you know, it's, it's still controlled by the empire it's just it's also kind of a class system. Exactly. Yes. And the, and the people who are trained in it don't really know how it works. <laughs> they just know how to fix it. I also love my favorite quote from the whole last half was when Malo is talking about like, what would happen if I broke one of the quartz crystals for your, one of the quartz containment crystals for your nuclear reactor? And the technician is like, well, you'd be executed. And it's like, (laughs) no, that's not what he's asking. (laughs) Right. Before that, he's like, what, like, what, how do you fix it? He's like, you don't, it doesn't break. (laughs) It's, it's another reminder of what, what, um, what's his name in in part two points out about their like the reason that they're declining right right it's this lack of curiosity it's this this lack of interest in in the new um i and this not to like belabor the point too much but this to me is the is the point of this story not not the not the like lack of curiosity thing necessarily but the the just large large time frames and large population size is is the overarching like reason behind this i know that we focus on like the very charismatic characters that are leading us through these crises but the the point to me that i think is what's so interesting about these stories is that it focuses more on the larger scale than on the smaller scale Mm -hmm. the related related specifically to this uh Something else that Mallow says here in part five that kind of refers to this in a great way uh, is that he kind of talks about how he is successful because it's his time, right? Which is a question that we've had a few times, but he mentions like, Mm. yeah, we're currently in a crisis. And if it wasn't the time for us to switch to the economic system that I think it, it is, then I would just not succeed. Like I would fail. We would keep with our religious thing because Selden has like kind of predicted this and, you know, this is a step in our evolution. And so like if it wasn't the right time for us to switch to a mercantile empire, then like I would fail and that like the forces would be against me. It wouldn't work out and then it just wouldn't work. Um, But Mallow addresses this point that we've talked about, about there are these specific figures that we see carrying us through these different crises. And it seems like it's very contingent on these figures. It's very important mm-hmm. that we have a specific figure, but that could just be like a, a curtain that they're behind. And that curtain is like, is it the right time for this movement or this act, this event to happen? Right. Kind of like a wizard of Oz situation. <laughs> you know, I still, I still think, that it's a little bit more like 
too much of an individualistic accomplishment. Specifically part three. I think specifically part three where he's like on the planet and he is like manipulating the religion so that he doesn't get murdered and the foundation stays safe. I think that's the one that it's the most like, come on, guys. (laughs) I I do take your your point that it's kind of it's a little bit like there's a reason why there are these specific people that are that are taking us through there but it still is to me a little bit more individualistic than i than i think that it should be but right right that's probably that might be an unfair criticism for like when you're trying to write an interesting book (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's true that's true can we talk about something a little bit specific here I kind of love how when Isaac was writing this book, he was like, what are the cool nuclear gadgets that these people are going to be selling? And he's like looking around his house as he's like trying to figure out the next things to write. And he's like, shaver. What if I had a what if I had a cool shaver that was nuclear powered? And he like looks over, he's like, washing machine, nuclear washing machine. And he's like, I got to put that in the book. They're going to love this. Right. I love These the things, gadgets. The, the, I love the gadgets. The razor, the razor one is the most absurd. Right, and that's the one that, that kind of gets talked about in part four specifically when he's trying, they're trying to get this world to buy gadgets. He's like, you right. could get a razor. <laughs> like, the razor's not that good. <laughs> and the reason be why it's good is not the nucleics of it, I don't think. <laughs> it's just like a really sharp blade. Right. Right. Also, if it's like a electric thing, you have coal. Like, just plug right. it into the wall. What are we doing? Is it that much better that it's nuclear powered? Yeah. Some some of these gadgets were less about nuclear and more about like just I don't know creative inventions. I guess. Right. Like just inventions. They're not. There doesn't necessarily seem to be any nuclear component to it. Though the two exceptions that I think are are very cool and very like, yeah, good job, Isaac, are the force field, which is just mm-hmm. like a cool, a cool thing. Force field and like flying, those seem like, yeah, those are cool future powers that like I as a person in a society that has coal powered electricity, if somebody could fly and had a shield that would protect them from bullets, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, I definitely want that. Yeah. No question. That's what I want. Right. The ones that focus on like a lot of power output in a small space are very good. Mm Mm-hmm. But but some of the some of the like washing machines, I don't know, you could use and I this for a while. To their credit, I will say, like, one, it sounds like energy production isn't very good in a lot of these places. So a lot of people are going without, like, a centralized grid. Like, a lot of people, if they had a self-powered washing machine, it would be very useful. And two, they're selling, like, kind of junk, right? A lot of these traders are selling just, like, crap to these worlds that's kind of convenient and fun. And it's not really anything substantial, but like, yeah, I, I love how he puts planned obsolescence in there. I have this exact note, like everything they're selling, like coming from a modern perspective, I, the society that's being created in parts four and five, I kind of hate, like, I, I kind of think this is like a dystopia that's being created of like wealthy CEOs who are planning obsolescence in all of their little gadgets. So you're constantly buying a new one. Think of the waste we're generating, guys. Right, right. And there's, uh, I forget who it is, but someone who's who's advising Mallow is like, so you're, so you're setting up a plutocracy. And he kind of, yeah. Yeah, Mallow, of all of our characters so far, I think Mallow is the one that we should hate the most because he's just like a Wall Street guy, right? <laughs> yes. Like his only moral compass is, uh, is this making me money and is this good for me? Uh, I mean, I still think that he's 
trying to do the like follow the Selden plan. I don't. I think he's just taking that as a law of nature and he's like, if I succeed, it was because it was the right time, not like I'm trying to succeed for the foundation's sake. I think he's just like trying to make money and be powerful. Okay. And like the reason why I think this is when he's talking at the trial, he's like, at the time I just sent that priest out and was like, yeah, this is what I got to do. So like F it. Go out there, priest. Right. And then when I looked back at the tape, <laughs> then it all clicked. But like the decisions he's making at the in the moment when he's making them seem to be pretty self-interested for a lot of the time. I think that's definitely true. The the only part that I was thinking maybe he was a bit more more in line with with the foundation is kind of towards the end when he's like being the mayor and in some because i feel like he could have done other things if if his specific goal was to be just like rich Mm. but i don't know actually (laughs) right right um the other reason why i think it's easy to hate mallow and like he's kind of the worst of all of our main characters is so he goes up to james twer and he invites him on this trip quick trading trip we'll go out we'll uh see if they've got any nuclear stuff. We'll try and trade with them, and then we'll come back. Takes him out there. They're sitting on the ship for a week doing nothing, and everybody's bored, and he's like, why are we here for a week? Like, can we do something, please? And Mala's like, okay, listen, we've got to have them make the first move. And it's like, okay, I kind of get that. I kind of get that, sure. Then they leave after they conclude their business, and Mala's like, hey, you guys go wait on this planet for two months i'm gonna go do something else don't let anybody leave and then i'm gonna come back and and we'll go back to to terminus what are you doing if i'm jame and i'm like wait you're telling me i have to wait for two months on this planet just sitting here doing nothing because mallow is gone for no reason i don't even know why he left what are we doing right Right, yeah, that's a good, especially, especially Jame, even though we learn that he's like a spy. It's like, hey, man, I only set aside two weeks of PTO for this. Right. like I'm going to get fired. Also, just like incredibly rude. The only person Jame knows is Mallow. Like, it's like, it's like Mallow invites Jame on a cruise with all of his buddies and James, like, you know what? I don't know the other guys very well, but, like, we're tight. We go back a long time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, like, let's tear it up. And then Mallow's like, hey, I'm going to go on a ATV excursion for two weeks without any of the other guys or you. Just find something in common with them and hang out. <laughs> I'm ditching. Bye. That's a right. terrible move. Dick move, Mallow. Yeah. That's fair. He doesn't have a whole lot of, like, empathy or consideration for the people beneath him. No. No. Which is why I think he's, like, kind of terrible. Like, he's very self-interested. And, like, to the credit of the story, once again, we've been talking about the the quote-unquote story for a while. I think it's great to have Mallow in here because I think he fits this crisis so well because it's just like now we're transitioning to be about money and like the person that's best at money is not a nice guy. Right. Like he's just into money and he's good at money and he's good at trading and that's the guy who's the guy. So I appreciate Mallow as a character. I don't like him, but I appreciate Mallow. Sure. Sure. I yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I also like the the point that you just made that kind of made me think about the the like right person at the right time mm-hmm. discussion that we had mm-hmm. which is making me come a, come around a little bit more to it of it being instead of it just like yeah, there's going to be someone the the circumstances that are set up reward the people that are best suited for the role that is needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
which I think is which I think is is right and and makes me maybe it's what you were thinking already, but that's 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 making me feel a little bit better about right. our conclusion there. Right, right. That like history is raising up the people that are needed at the right time because of just how things are going. Right. Yeah. Right. Could... And presumably the way that Selden has potentially like set things up. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how much he like pushed things in the right direction, but I will say though, and like there there's of course like a back and forth between this, right? We've had this discussion for throughout this book. Is it about history like pushing a person to greatness or a person like grasping greatness? And I do think it's both. Like I think there is a specific tension there um of like yes you need like the right circumstances but you also need somebody who can step up and do it and i think this is kind of where the probability comes in with selden and where he's like yeah i think there will hopefully be somebody who can do a pretty good job um Mm -hmm. but you need somebody to step up and do it like you can't just create the right circumstance there have to be some level of like individual action um so i think there's for sure a tension in the book between like determinism and like a person doing it right 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 which is good it's a good book i like like i said at the start of this it's a good book uh dan's a fan dan's a huge fan also little teaser for later books this idea gets gets really talked about in later books in the foundation series this like push and pull between an individual and like the role of history and like okay prediction that's good to know because because literally i don't remember anything oh my gosh luke yeah yeah there is like definitely this theme gets explored in extensive detail in i think the next book actually in the series um okay so very good Speaking of back to this book, though, like, I get that there's some tribalism that that is going to happen in any human society. Can we get away from the just like freaking racism, though? Like, are we never going to get away from that? Because Mallow is talking to, I think his name is like Sut or Salt or whatever. And he's like hating on him because he's from a different planet. It's like, dude... Can we not? This is the foundation we're talking about here. You're supposed to be cool, guys. And, like, can we not with the whole, like, (laughs) hating on him because he's from a different planet? He might, like, it might not even be that he looks any different from anybody else, right? Like, he might look exactly the same as everybody. And he's just, like, just because I know you're from a different planet, I think you're stupid and, like, worthless. And it's, like... (laughs) guys uh i i get your point like i get why you're saying this but i think that it makes perfect sense for the story and for the like society it does i just hate it i was just like so mad when i read that he was using his like his like planet of origin as a diss as a way of being like you're not qualified it's like what does that matter at all guy what are we doing this is so stupid. <laughs> right, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna be a while. <laughs> um But I I I think that the point is that like the foundation has got these scientific advantages and over at least over like neighboring nations and in general are more scientifically advanced and Mm -hmm. more focused on that Mm -hmm. but the like general population is still just like normal people that you would find like on even these other quote-unquote barbarian planets yes i totally agree with you here i think the general populace of terminus is very similar to the general populace of any of these other nations yeah and and I feel like they have set Terminus up to be super racist. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the city on a hill, right? They're the city on a right. hill that's the guiding light for civilization. Right. And, like, 
the other this nations are yeah. not allowed to like hear about Selden. So they mention in the trial that that Malos says something about Selden crises, but like other play, other people aren't allowed to hear that. This is actually a great point. Yeah, they have set this society up to be super racist and like like uh, paternalistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just <laughs> they're the ones that get to know all the information about everything, and they put on these little shows for the other stupid planets to look at the religion that they have and look how cool it is, and like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so it makes a hundred percent sense that someone would be like, Yeah, you're not even from Terminus. Like you can't you're an idiot. You grew up with Santa Claus? We invented Santa Claus, you know that, right? We made that up because you all were stupid and we need to control you. Okay. Alright, yeah. It just sucked. I hated it so much and I was like, You guys are supposed to be the good ones and like smart. I guess that's a good that's a good lesson for me though. Welcome to the real world, Daniel. Right. I also like how how stupid the like leaders of the other worlds are set up to be. Very dumb. Well, <gasps> all of our traders are just fooling them left and right. I think it's it's because so I don't think they're necessarily like dumb. Like I think they just have a skill set that is not suited to dealing with the people from the foundation. Like, I think sure. their skill set is, like, purely political. It's like, how how do I maneuver to be at the top of the heap among all these other people? But then the foundation comes in and is like, hey, you want to buy a razor? And they're like, ooh, I do want to buy a razor, though. There's, I think, okay, part of the reason I'm realizing the connection here, part of the reason I love this is that it relates to the Trader Baru Cormorant in the way that I really loved, where mm-hmm. the battles are being won using like tactics other than war and like tactics that people can't even really deal with. Like they're just kind of inevitable, right? With Trader Baru Cormorant is about economics and those influencing things. And Foundation, it's like a variety of different tactics that they're able to succeed in a like underdog situation. Right, right. This is especially pronounced at the at the last point that Mallow makes where they're in this like semi-truce, but they're going to be bleeding the other country dry, like economically. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree with you there. There's a lot of connections between between this and Trader Baru Cormorant, I think. Which check it, check out our episodes on that, by the way, yeah, if you have it. Yeah, very good book. Love that. The other thing I want to mention we find out that there's like coal miners on some of these other planets. And I know we already talked about how they've reverted to coal and oil, but imagine like you're a futuristic society that has conquered multiple planets and has spaceships and your job is a coal miner. Like we have seriously regressed. Like, I, who is going to be satisfied by being like, yeah, the coal's just in my blood. I got to get down there and mine that stuff so we can fly to the stars. Like, that just sucks. It's so <laughs> dumb. Right. Like, the big move is that... At least in like our society, which we have not progressed to like colonizing other worlds, is making like jobs better. <laughs> and in this, they're still they're still down in the mines. They're down in the mines, getting the black lung. Uh, yeah, I just I just l- thought that sucked so bad when that they're like spaceships and also coal miners in the same universe. It's like. That's rough, everybody. <laughs> it's it's just so funny. And we've talked about this. It's just so funny that Asimov did not adjust like the energy. <laughs> he didn't like, anticipate another form of energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're doing spaceships and all of that stuff, but not 
and like hyperdrive. I don't know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> but we got Cole still. Yeah, it's great. I love it. The other thing I love uh, that was kind of somewhat realistic is in part five, somebody mentions at one point that politicians are always talking about how they're entering a Selden crisis. And I just kind of love that little detail about what the politics mm-hmm. on Terminus were like, that like, yeah, this is a common rallying cry. This is a thing that all the debates bring up. Anytime you have a debate between the two parties, one of them is like, we're entering a Selden crisis and this is how we're dealing with it. And the other one's like, no, this is how we're dealing with it. And then four years go by and they're like, eh, it's fine. Nothing really changed. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I did like that as well. Um, I, I would like to hear a little bit more about the like details of their government on foundation because I don't get it. <laughs> There's like councils and, and a mayor and a, yeah, I don't, is it like, is it like three branches of government like we have here? I don't know. Yeah. A lot of questions, a lot of questions for how that works. It also, like we mentioned last episode, it feels very, uh, like, like a dictatorship in certain respects, because it sounds a lot like the mayor can do pretty much whatever they want. Right. A lot of arresting people for no reason. Right. Which doesn't seem, it's not a great vibe for sure. But then again, these were people on trial for political purposes. Largely bad. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we should say, Luke, they didn't send any psychologists. True. So who's dealing with ethics here? I'm going to say nobody. <laughs> nobody. The whole field. No one is even interested in studying. Why study ethics people. when you're just following the Selden plan? You know? Right. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. Do what feels right because that's what Harry wants. Just whatever, whatever feels right, do it. Cause that's probably what you're supposed to do. So <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. Just last, last point. I like Mallow's point here about like, well, yours isn't working and mine seems like it's going to work. So it's clearly the like solution. It works here. <laughs> But, like, anyone could make that point about their own methods. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, Mallow could use this same justification for, like, yeah, that's why I imprisoned you all and we're doing forced labor with with you guys. Because, like, you know, if it didn't work, then, yeah, that wouldn't be the plan. But it's working, so it's got to be the plan. Right. And also, like, how do you define when something's working and not? I don't know. Like I said, Mallow, I just, I, I like, I think he's he brings up a lot of great points. Don't love him as a guy. Don't love him very much. <laughs> not the best. Not the best, dude. Mm-mm. That's fair to say. Mm-mm. I also, okay, I have one last thing I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So the folks on Foundation... We've talked about how they're just like folks on every other planet. Like, how many of them do you think buy into the religion? And how do they, like, how do they keep them following this, like, idea of a Selden plan instead of just reverting to these other planets? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. So I think that they they do have people coming in from other planets to, like, learn how to use the nucleics as they're called Mm -hmm. but they're like in the priesthood and i don't think that they really i think that they keep it opaque for them Mm -hmm. yes and so maybe i I guess they're kept separate right but like they're not do you think they're educating every person on terminus to be like hey listen we're doing this big prank on the rest of the galaxy right now you're in on it and here's the deal it feels like they wouldn't be doing that right yes i think that seems right i don't know yeah i mean maybe they're just trusting that like it sounds crazy (laughs) right like the history isn't there with this religion so they're like yeah you can if you want but like who would 
come on great spirit come on guys well and like maybe they're telling you know everyone on everyone on uh that's born on foundation like yeah we're doing this whole thing a guy named harry selden he's pretty smart um and they're just assuming that that won't get out to the rest of the like nations Mm -hmm. because people wouldn't believe it if it did you know what i mean yeah yeah well and it even like fits the religious narrative that other nations already have right like the people in foundation essentially worship harry selden as a prophet already so it's just like the interpretation of what that means is different on terminus versus other places sure yeah i i think that's fair it's just kind of hard for me to figure out what's like a common person on foundation like what are they working for like what do they think about the other planets and and stuff like that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And are there, are there votes being cast, assuming that people vote, which I think they do. Are there votes being cast on like, I think this guy will be taking us on the Selden plan or are they like, yeah, I want, um, uh, healthcare reform. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like lower taxes. That sounds good. I don't care about the Selden plan. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of questions, but we don't. Uh, this is the point. We don't go into the. We don't go into the details of people. We just we're we're long term thinkers. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right, Luke. Big picture. Big picture. All right. That's that's foundation. Everybody. That right. Do we want to give quick? You've done. I've already done my reviews, Luke, and I'm going to say they're not any different from the review that I gave at the very start, like we mentioned parts four and five kind of lost me at parts. And like, it seemed like it was a little repetitive. Granted there were like great moments in both of those. So I'm still into it, but I'd like to hear your review. Luke, tell us okay, about okay. foundation. I, I really like the, I, the idea and the, the story that we have focused so much on. I I do wonder sometimes if the execution could be improved a little bit. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, like very seems very repetitive at times, and and the the way we get through crises doesn't seem to quite jive with the overall like idea of a Selden plan. Um, but I am a big fan of like some some political machinations some some broad scale thinking i really i really like the the idea in the story and i think it's written well but i think it could be written better Mm -hmm. i think is my point Mm -hmm. i yeah i think i largely agree with you i'm i just give so much credit to the idea and the general story that i just am willing to overlook a lot of that and I will say, because I remember the later books pretty well, I think the writing gets significantly better. Like, the story maintains its cool elements, and I think the second and third books, the writing, and, like, the interesting details get better. Like, I think there is significant improvement in the second and third books. Mm -hmm. So, listener, we will not be continuing for the moment in the second and third books, but if you want to, definitely give those a read i'd recommend them for sure right we're not stopping we're not stopping you um but but yeah we're not going to be reading the next foundation book next week next week actually we're taking another one week break so we will not be releasing an episode next week but the week after that we'll be back and luke and yeah go on we're 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 going to be entering the spookiest month of the year the very spookiest some are saying i think all of us are saying that yeah and so the 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 question luke is what are we what are we going to read in the spookiest month of the year i mean i gotta think something spooky right right? i think we got to we actually when we were talking to aj from 10 very big books podcast aj suggested we read something a little bit spooky in october and i love that idea and I do too. And I think I think listener if you've got some something scary you want us to read. I mean not not too scary, mind you, cuz I get a little bit nervous. 
But if you've got if you've got something scary you want us to read on the show, give us your recommendations for an October read on the pod. Right, right. It has to be it has to be spooky. We'll be picking one and we're going to announce it. So keep an eye out. We're not announcing it now. We haven't chosen yet. Keep an eye out on the social media channels as you always do. But again, next week, no episode, but keep uh, keep your eye out for the book that we're going to be reading. That's right, Luke. That's right. So wrapped up foundation today. Next week, taking a break. And after that, we'll be coming coming at the folks with, I think, some of the spookiest takes in the podcasting Ooh. world. Ooh. And we'll be some scary nerds, actually. No. And we'll change it up and be some spooky gals, actually.